Hey guys, this is Nisha from So Here's What Happened and Did You Have To? Throughout the month of October, podcasts like ours and others in the But Why the Geek community are fundraising for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital so that all kids can enjoy the spookiness of Halloween without the scariness of childhood cancer. You can donate now at stjude.org slash but why though. If you're interested and want to learn more about how gamers and content creators worldwide are supporting the kids of St. Jude, you can do that at playlive.stjude.org. Did You Have To is a proud member of the Bawaii podcast community. Welcome back to Did You Have To, the podcast where two bad bitches talk about anime. And here are your hosts, Kate and Nisha. Yeah! Nisha's quirk, Stress Ball. By internalizing her stress about the world being in chaos and crime, she converts that stress into a superpower, becoming a badass. Kate's quirk, waifu warrior. By just watching her favorite shows, she can manifest real or fictional characters into the real thing. They come to life and fight by her side. Not every character does it, though. She has to find the individual really hot. Yeah! I'm Kate. And I'm Nisha. And today, we gotta talk about Bakugo. I have been waiting for this episode for forever. (laughs) And after the events of My Hero Academia... Chapter 258. We have to talk about... No, 285, yes. I'm so excited. I have transposed the numbers. 285. <laughs> we have to talk about my son. We've been in this art. First off, shout out to Horikoshi. Someone who truly has not stepped off of our fucking necks mm-hmm. for what has been... Is it, has it been months? I know we've been it's in this It's been art. months. It's, it's like been this whole... Months. It's been at least since like chapter 200. Like he's... He like... I just want to be able to breathe. I just want to be able to breathe again. But we can't. I've been dealing with manga-induced emotional trauma for, like, so long now. Actually, no. I've been dealing with it less than you because I wasn't current. I decided to finally catch up because everybody kept telling me to. And the moment the villain's art kicks off, I'm like, whoo! Oh, because you have the class A, the class A, class B stuff, which is awesome because we do get some great Bakugo moments where you realize, yo, he's a leader. Everybody yep. recognizes him as one. But then villains kicks off like, damn, Horikoshi, you really just wanted to write some villains. Like, that's why you did this whole series. You wanted to write villains. I just, I applaud and I stand. And I just like, when you look at My Hero Academia from where it started, yeah. Where we are now, I would have been like, you know what? I did not think you were going to give me this level of stress. I did not think we were going to get to this point. I just didn't see it coming. Like yeah. the depth in which he writes characters, even the villains, like you said, because like the villains arc, as many people who complained about the villains arc, I'm like, y'all are, I'm sorry. Oh, and everyone, everyone can have their own opinions, but y'all are wrong. The exactly. Are y'all are, dude. Himiko Toga and twice. That's all I got to say. Twice. Like, twice. 
twice is probably has the most growth and depth of any yes. manga character that has been introduced because a man literally goes from being a joke to having one of the most powerful oh hold on oh yeah if you haven't figured out they're gonna be spoilers <laughs> you've been warned so manga if spoilers, you anime spoilers all the spoilers we're spoiling it at all because we have a lot of feelings guys and we haven't talked about them no, we've literally, y'all, first off, let me, let's, Kate said, she recently decided to catch up. Well, let me tell you how good of a friend I am. You saved I'm a like, sad video gift to use for when I finally got caught up? Yes, but also, do you know how hard it was for like literally a year to shut up and not say anything about what was happening in the manga <laughs> and just be patient enough for you to finally read it and catch up? Because there's parts in the manga where I'm just like, and you would talk about the anime, I'm just like, mm-hmm. yep, yep, girl, yeah, I saw that too, yep. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh, she don't even know what's coming. <laughs> but now you're caught up, so I don't have to, oh, I it's hard to be that manga strength. friend. Thank you, because it's hard to be that manga friend that knows all the bad shit that's coming while everybody else is just happy on chapter one and while you're just like freaking the fuck out on chapter 85. <laughs> Or 285. <laughs> um, oh, but but I can't wait to get into it. All this comes around to my most devastating moment in this damn manga, um, yep. which is why we're having this conversation. Because Katsuki Bakugo, Kachan, my son, my child, the, yep. mi- the, the boy who has evolved from a little shit into a good leader, has had some of the best growth. And in this essay, I will tell you how he has evolved and how he has defined a shonen rival. Because we have to talk about it. Like, we yes. gave an episode just to Deku, talking about Deku. And ooh, I hit my mic. I'm so excited. I'm hitting things. <laughs> we gave him his episode to showcase his growth and how powerful his arc is for people and how I went from being like, man, this little boy cries everywhere. Leave me alone. To leave oh, I my nephew him. alone. I, I will you. protect him. <laughs> I will protect him now. Thank you. The same way, it will, different way, mm-hmm. Bakugo started off as the boy who is literally telling Deku to go die, which... It's not great, but we need to talk about how that is a common thing with anime bullies. Like, it's not yes. the same. Like, I don't care what you say when you read this or when you read it or you saw it or whatever. Yeah, it's bad. Not going to defend, defend it. He's a bully. But if you actually read high school, shonen, or shoujo, that is a common insult. It doesn't make him that yes. much worse than any other bully. It reminds me of when, like, in grade school, we would say this, go kill yourself. Like, and not meaning anyone really go kill themselves, but, like, it was, like, a thing in high school where people, not high school, in junior high, people would say that shit. Because kids and, don't like, know any better. Exactly. Kids don't know any better, which, to the point of his evolution, I feel like I'm, I'm like, giving a sermon now. <laughs> I know. We got hands going and everything. Look, I'm a pastor's kid. This is what we do. I'm just Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> But the point of his evolution, that is something that is very instrumental about Bakugo is that he is a child who has growth. And then we can see that growth from when he was a bully to now. And we see how he feels 
when he reflects on that shit yep. and he see and he feels guilty about it because what is that growth, growth. And that, and that's one of the things that I feel so many people who like, one, I will abide no Bakugo slander after 285. No, we're just not doing that. Um, I mean, I said it's done after the last movie. I mean, even before- It was done season three when they cleared everything up and you got to see Bakugo's trauma and realize that this little boy is carrying so much guilt and pressure to be perfect. Yes, I agree. Because again- the reason why I said I did not say much about my feelings on Bakugo for so long was because I was waiting for Kate to get to certain points. So I had to maintain that like, <laughs> I like him, but he's not my favorite. But then for me personally, it was when I got to that point in the manga and I'm like, oh, yeah, there is layers to Bakugo. And yes, a big thing about this whole manga is that they're kids. And what do yeah. kids do? They make mistakes. They grow, they get better, and they make mistakes again, and they fall down, and they have failure, and they grow, and they learn mm-hmm. from them. And I think that's what Horikoshi keeps beating us over the heads with when it comes to Bakugo. Yeah, and I think that, and that's honestly, like, one of the great things about this manga, right? Like, mm-hmm. they are kids. They're not expected to act like adults. And the trajectory that we have seen every single one of the students on, not just Dekugo, not, not our De- Dekugo. <laughs> I, I just made people very happy right now. Um, I don't ship that. You gave but... them a new name. <laughs> the shippers are going to Dekugo run Dekugo is way better than Baku Deku. We I have, like, Dekugo, Dekugo is, is way better. I also don't ship them mainly because I like them much better as rivals. And, you know, I don't yeah. ship teenagers. I, I, I kind of got, you know, no. I'm, 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 we'll no, have we the don't. T- should we ship and or look at teenagers episode later. Yeah, that's another Not thing. now. Not um, now. But that was, now their name if, if you all have it. seen, you you know that I, 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 when I do ship and what I do approve of is Uraraka and Bakugo. So I didn't mean that. But we're you're gonna have another debate. We're gonna have to have to record a new debate of that without the ma'am. evil in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving that in. Oh um, no, leave it in. People who saw the video will know. There's some tea. <laughs> it's still out there. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yes, I just we're not gonna get the ship debates. Sorry, because that's that's a slippery slope of my hero. We're not gonna get to the ship debates. Okay. But so, no, so I, so I forgot where I was going with that. Oh, no, no, okay. We've seen it for Bakugo and Deku, but we've also seen it for Todoroki. We've seen it for Ida. We've seen it for Kirishima. We have gotten to watch these characters grow and not just in strength, but actually as a person. Like a lot mm-hmm. of their character growths is what happens when you start growing up you realize that the things that you were worried about aren't things that you should worry about now. You realize that the juvenile ways that you think, which is what Bakugo did, was like, I'm going to belittle anybody who is below me because I am better. And that comes from his competitive drive. And what he's learning as he grows is how to actually channel that competitive drive, not into breaking down other people, but into understanding how he can succeed and how Mm -hmm. he can do that in a team. And that as it pointed out, and I'm going to, because in season four, we got the scene where they're getting, with the test, and the manga, it's the same, where he says, you, uh, I got it right here, because I pulled it up. If you <laughs> keep looking down on everyone, then you won't notice your own weaknesses. 
And that is a beautiful moment of growth because he was a character that was defined by that bullying. And mm-hmm. now you get to see him leave that. And it's one of those things too, is like, I get it. Like evil characters can't be good, but they're kids. If you right. say you didn't bully anybody as a kid, I don't believe you. Like there was somebody you talked mess about. There was somebody you refused to sit it, sit next to in a bus or at the cafeteria. Like everyone has can't. been guilty of being, of participating either actively or passively, passively. in bullying mm-hmm. because- bullying doesn't just look like the kid who's picking on someone bullying is also you know like you see it happening and you're joining in in it or you're laughing at it but like you might not have been the kid who hit him but you were definitely the kid who was laughing at him getting hit exactly so So i like yeah so everybody has a moment like that and but Mm -hmm. that's because we're kids we don't know we don't know how to process those things we don't know how to process our own feelings because what we see with bakugo when we uh, in season three after um after he's kidnapped by the villains and everything like that and they do the home visits you get to see bakugo's mom with him and she's really tough on him which is Mm -hmm. good she's like my mom was but like that type of tough love make it gets you in your own head and so i think a lot of bakugo's character isn't necessarily he i identify a lot with bakugo because i felt a lot of that like you Mm -hmm. have to be so perfect and you have to succeed so much that anything that gets in your way even if that's a person they Mm -hmm. don't matter and you have to keep asserting that for yourself, especially when you're questioning it. And when Deku gets his powers, that's the moment that throws Bakugo into questioning everything. Mm-hmm. Because he was a dick to him. Because he bullied him. And now this kid's coming out with a real strong quirk. And so it, it changes his life because right. it makes him rethink how he positioned Deku. Mm-hmm. And that's important. Right. I was going to add to that because like, it's very, it's, sorry, I'm trying to think of it. It is in the, it is definitely earlier on in the manga, but like, I think probably the first few chapters, but like when his quirk first appears, when he's like in yeah. kindergarten, because they're on those like kindergarten outfits, he's praised for his quirk. So it's like, and you see the look on his face and it's like, you can very much tell that like a lot of Bakugo's identity is connected his to his quirk and in his quirk and people regarding his quirk as like, that's a very powerful quirk. Yeah. You're going to be a great hero one day. So he's already hearing people say that, I think is definitely a contributing factor to like why he has yeah, so much it, pressure Because it, it's setting the bar up high. Like what yep. happens if I do nothing with this quirk? Everybody's mm-hmm. expecting me to do something great. Like I felt that shit when I was in GT classes. <laughs> like my mom wanted me to be president and she was not joking. She cried when I did not go to law school. Legit cried and did not talk to me for a month. Mind you, I didn't go to law school to go into a PhD program. And that made my mother cry. So pressure is a thing. (laughs) Not wrong. And and I think a lot of the Bakugo conversation is so focused on his early actions in the first season in the opening chapters that Mm -hmm. it misses the fact that he's a child. And that child can grow and he can atone. Yeah. And you, you can't treat him like fucking Darth Vader. He wasn't an adult who went and slaughtered children. Like, that is a different thing. His brain isn't even fully formed yet. Like, when he's right. doing this stuff. 
He's literally a child. And I, like, that's the thing I stress to people when people want to talk about, like, I don't like Bakugo. He's a bully. I'm like, are you talking about the Bakugo now? Or are you talking about the Bakugo then? Because I just feel like you can't talk about him from where he started if you can't talk about, about him from where he is now. Because, exactly. again, anime characters, good anime characters, I will stress. Emphasis on the good. Good, because they change. They grow. Their personality change. Like, I just... It was, a, it was a while ago, but like um, that chapter of Dragon Ball Super I wrote about Vegeta. Vegeta yeah. still sees himself as a villain. Vegeta does not refer to himself as a hero. Yeah. He sees himself as Kakarot's rival, but he does not see himself as a hero because he still recognizes all the lives he took and he feels guilty about that. And he does not think anything he will ever do will ever we'll atone what to, he yeah. did. And that is very important about Vegeta because he, again, he doesn't see himself as a hero. Bakugo, on the other side of that, wants to be a hero. He has a lot of guilt connected to everything he did to Deku. And he mm-hmm. is actively changing. Both characters actively changing for good. But the thing is, I think Bakugo is at that point where he's struggling with that guilt and yeah. changing. But And I think as many people who want to like, I mean, you love Vegeta, but like the reason yeah. I, I pick him is because like, for me, he's like a blueprint for the Shonen rival. Yeah. But it's also because like a character who literally has saved countless lives in the series still sees themselves as a, as a villain. So mm-hmm. who's not to say that Bakugo still doesn't see himself for all the bad shit he did too. Yeah. And, and, it's one of, that. and it's one of those things too, is when they do pair him up with Endeavor, people are like, like it, I, I think for me, there's a moment where he when when he gets paired up with Endeavor and the way Hirokoshi writes it, mm-hmm. Akugo knows the type of person Endeavor is. Yep. He picks up on that family trauma before, like Deku doesn't, and Bakugo does <laughs> because he sees it. And Deku is a sweet baby boy who like wants to see the best in everybody, and Bakugo yes. knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. And the way Bakugo's character is written in those moments in interacting with Endeavor. They put him with Endeavor because they think that he thinks to be number one. He has to be like that. He has to go for it. Mm-hmm. But the difference is, and it's probably one of the best moments of Bakugo, is when he talks to Endeavor, Endeavor asks the, the boys, what do you want out of this? He's like, I need to know what I can't do. And that, that is development. And that is something that it takes a strong person to say. Because yes. I can praise myself like that Bakugo did in the beginning non-stop but if you can't acknowledge your faults and if you don't actively seek out your limitations you're never going to become a better person and you're never going to grow and mm-hmm. the fact that that is how his mind is now makes me think that he's going to be like Mirko he's not Endeavor he's Mirko he mm-hmm. is going to like he is going to put everything into being a hero to save people and get the job done. And like, I hate it when people like ignore all the flashbacks that we got in with him as a kid because he's never wanted to be anything but All Might. So like, imagine you're a kid, you want to be the hero, and then you're literally the reason that your hero loses everything. That is crushing. And that's what he deals with. And, like, I think that that moment was really, like, he has a lot of moments before then 
that Mm -hmm. show you that he isn't bad. Like the fact that he continually pushes back against the villains while nobody believes in him and is like very dead. No, I am a hero. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he respects power, even when other people don't see it, the sports festival with Uraraka, like those are all important moments, but the pivotal one is when he realizes that he is powerless in some way. And that's yeah. when All Might loses his power, which I think is what kicks into gear everything that we see after that with him mm-hmm. understanding you can't bring people down for their, re- their for their weaknesses. You have to work as a team. And he sees past himself because he yes. knows that he has to. Mm-hmm. Because it's such a huge thing, like, even then, like, it's it's season four, right? Where we ended on season four. Yes. Okay. It's in this, it's in the um, hero's license exams where, like, you really see a really big shift in his attitude. And I think it's, I mean, we've seen it before, like, at the end of season three with him and Deku having that fight and him opening up and letting those emotions out about him feeling guilty about All Might. But it's him acknowledging, like, if you are constantly looking down on others, you're not going to, like you said, like you're not going to know your own faults. I'm paraphrasing obviously, because you, you quoted it. But I think that was one for me where I'm just like, I love seeing this. I love seeing Bakugo actively say, like doing and actively saying these things, especially like to like another kid who was like him, who could have been like him. But it's like, it's because it keeps coming up because when, when he pairs up with an endeavor and I'm like, "This, this, this is so good. This is so good that like and Horikoshi he knows that. what he's doing. Horikoshi oh, he is purposely putting him in situ. Like Horikoshi has done everything to show people his growth and his change, and that's mm-hmm. why it pisses me off when people refuse to acknowledge it. it if, not, if, they were, if they were, if they, if they, if they were full grown adults, I could give that to you because a full grown adult told somebody to go kill themselves right? I can give it to you. Yeah. You know what? He's a fully formed human. He definitely is bad. It will take a lot more for him to change, but he's a child. Like, and that is the difference. I'm like, I feel like there's anime characters that have killed people and y'all be like, I would die for you. I would let you murder me. I'm like, oh, oh, I mean, I'm both of those people, but yes, both of those people (laughs) because Kisoka, man. Also Dobby. I want Dobby to step on my back. It's fine. I mean, who doesn't? (laughs) (laughs) Have you heard that voice? (laughs) But oh, (laughs) my predictions. (laughs) The way we both side. Hot wings, man. Hot wings. Hot wings. (laughs) I love it. Oh, God. Uh, No, and I think that's an important point to, to point out. Because that's the thing that I now argue with people whenever they talk about, like, who's your favorite character from, like, My Hero Academia? I'm like, I have a lot of them. I don't, it's hard. When I talk about, yes, Deku is my nephew, or I'm his godmom, whichever you want to call. Um, Same difference to me. But, like, I love so many of those children. But, like, for me, it's like the stuff we saw in the last two seasons, powerful stuff for Bakugo. And I'm yeah. like, I don't know how anybody watches those. Like, the, the last two seasons alone. And then, if you watch the most recent movie, Heroes Rising, I don't know yeah. how you see Bakugo in any of that and you still shit on him and you hate him and you deny that he has had growth. Is he still cocky? Is he still yeah. confident in his abilities? Yes. But has he Which changed? Which also, 
I would like to point out that the way people shit on other people being cocky pisses me off because if you are good at something, you damn well deserve every right to say that you are Who can beat his ass? Who can, like, I mean, I'm like, until he can get his ass And and notice, the only person that he doesn't step to is Todoroki because he knows that that child is a god. (laughs) Listen, he he (laughs) wants Todoroki to come at him with full power. He imagined that he didn't. So... (laughs) But he also, yeah, no. <laughs> uh God, it's just so good. But, like, that's my thing. I'm, like, I feel like people have to acknowledge, like, this isn't, like, I can't think of another, like, I'm trying to think of a shonen rival who was, like, crappy and then turned good. I mean, like, I keep thinking of Vegeta, but I feel like that's a different generation and it's not fair to use that comparison really i mean i can use it well, I, so like, it, I mean ultimately but. like shonen rivals have kind of been really wavy like when it comes to like doing like they never go hard one way or the other so like the comeback right. isn't usually that great like sasuke is really terrible in my opinion like he's never fully bad but he's never fully good he just like waves in the middle and like mm-hmm. you have to have like those solid education things and I think for me the reason why I love Bakugo is like it's not about like a transition from evil it's about actually seeing somebody grow alongside somebody else that they see as their yes. competition and mm-hmm. how those two people push each other um yeah. because as we transition the conversation to the current arc that we're in these last two chapters, we've seen that Bakugo has dedicated all of his time to training with Deku, to mm-hmm. pushing Deku. And it's funny because there's a moment where you see Deku and they're like, man, Bakugo, why are you going so hard on him? And Deku's like, he told me to. And you right. see, like, and, and I think that there's, there's an understanding between the two of them now and there's a mutual respect. And I Mm -hmm. think that that is really important. I think that as a storyteller, Hirokoshi never would have trusted Bakugo with with, uh, the one-for-all secret if he didn't intend for, one, that character to be quote-unquote redeemed. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Telling, like, bullying somebody is, you can, it's not like murdering a whole planet. He didn't commit genocide like Vegeta. It's not the same. Thank you. No, it's not like the same. Levels. He said he some shitty things him. on the playground. He pushed him down. Oh, he did push him, him out of a window. That's fine. Oh, shit, he did push him out of a window. But still, he didn't kill anybody. Yeah. He was a child. He's still a child. And at the end of the day, I feel like he didn't murder anybody. Nope. I feel like there's room for forgiveness yeah. in our hearts. <laughs> They ain't even gonna be that lot. If you, I've seen some of y'all out there talking about how Griffith and shit. Like, if you can do that, you sure as hell. Name here. (laughs) We don't say that name here, but you're right because there's people out there who don't who think Griffith ain't guilty. But bullshit, Griffith is bullshit. I'm sorry, I get mad because every time I think about it, this son of a bitch sacrificed all his friends and raped a woman, all because his whole life got turned upside down and he lost everything. That's not how you process grief or trauma, sir. No. Oh, I'll sacrifice all my friends and I'll write, write this woman who was nothing but a loyal comrade to me. Sorry. I get very emotional whenever we bring yeah. up Griffith. I'm pissed. It's but one day we will talk about Berserk on here because one day I believe if they can make Witcher into a live action, we can get Berserk. Berserk would be a dope live action. It would Wouldn't be real good. Not gonna lie. Get the team that worked on the Witcher and bring that shit to life. Like, do it. 
It's literally just take Witcher, take the costuming, give it a bigger budget. It's going to take a long time. But give we can girl get a, a, better, a bigger sword. That's all you need. Yes. I mean, I, I keep mean, Henry Cavell. I, I don't give him. I was going to say, keep Henry Cavell. He got the chest. He can be guts. He can literally be guts. Also, before anybody talk about whitewashing, all those characters are European. <laughs> Every yes. single one of them are European. So. All of them are European. <laughs> so and it's literally based in your like in a mythical european land like exactly because guess so. what japanese writers can write about different places just to point out what the creator of full metal alchemist said when people got mad at her for not liking the live action you know what's going to happen one day and i'm just like really waiting for mirror mirror to like let this be a thing because i'm like you know i can keep waiting for the chapters or we can make a live action. And if we could just have it like Witcher. Also, if, if Netflix can license a One Piece live action, their asses can license a Berserk live action. You can get 10 seasons out of, like, literally one of the omnibuses. That's Content. That's, that's so much content. I'm looking at the thick-ass Bible of Berserk that I have on my bookshelf right now. And I'm Y'all just like, made a shitty-ass Death Note movie. Y'all can sure as hell make a European fantasy berserk. Dark fantasy. Dark, dark, dark fantasy. Fan- good dark fantasy. We don't have like to hold back. The Witcher. Okay. We should get back to it because Baku. We should. Um part of Griffith. It's your fault. <laughs> well, because I think it's just a really good example. And you like you also brought it up. Like there are folks who forgive anime characters for doing a hell of a lot more. Yeah. And I just think everybody needs to realize these are children. These they are should. children. And it's they're going into fair. themselves. And anyway, like, I, I think for me, Mirko is, so Mirko is my favorite adult hero because mm. she reminds me of me uh, with like, you know, not giving up and stuff. But my favorite child is Bakugo, again, because he reminds me of me. But mm-hmm. also there's more comparison to seeing how Mirko handled everything in her piece of this arc to how Bakugo handles everything outright because there are some mirrors to how he handled being captured by villains and I Mm -hmm. think that that's really important because so many people have either one called him as a villain or two said that he was straight Endeavor and that's not correct Mm -hmm. because Endeavor did that shit as an adult (laughs) a fully realized adult husband and father yep and we, you know, and Bakugo doesn't like him. Like he doesn't idolize him. Bakugo does not like Endeavor at all. He respects Endeavor's strength, but yes. liking him and got nothing to acknowledging that you ha- that you are stronger than me. I, mm-hmm. I can acknowledge you are better than me. I don't have to say I like you or look up to you. Yep. Bakugo is the one who just be like, just teach us how to do things better. Teach me what I can't do. That's it. Like, but he yeah. not. He not looking to him like the way he looked to All Might. Mm-hmm. But also, question: Does does Bakugo know that All Might will die now? I think he does. Okay, he I know to. he like thinks of I... himself as being the one that ended All Might, but because like Deku, they they literally touched on it, but and like we know he will die, but it's like it's kind of hinted at like I could die in the next six months. Yeah, no, like, homeboy started writing every, with the moment he started writing everything down in journals, that's when, you know, he going to, (laughs) and I'm just like, I'm not mentally prepared for the day we see all my, on a deathbed, I'm just not ready, I'm not, so, 
cool. Sorry, we can save this for predictions because yeah. I got a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think like all of this takes us to where we are now. All of those yeah. books aren't just being read by Deku. They're being read by by Bakugo. They're okay. being read by him. They're training with each other. And now they are like, Hori Koshi, man. We're going to have a Shigaraki, Shigaraki episode too because man, talk about writing a villain. One with devastating power, devastating backstory. Like they don't know what they're going to do. So Deku triggers flight. He has Black Whip. He's doing his thing. And in 285, you see so many mirrors in the manga panels to yep. the first the first chapters. I cried. And a you little. get to I cried because like all the the majority of this the the weight of 285 is mm-hmm. from Bakugo's perspective looking back on how he hurt Deku. You mm-hmm. get to see him standing over him looking down which is an inverted shot from what we saw in the first chapter you get to mm-hmm. see his notebook on the ground you get to see them training together and it's in that moment where you know for certain bakugo did not forget any of that and yep. that's important because it wasn't like we're going to sweep this under the rug and keep moving bakugo carries that with him and mm-hmm. then the parallel of his body just moving on his own. Like, we have come full circle. Sweet baby boy Deku has no power, jumps in to save Kachan. Mm-hmm. And Bakugo gets in the way of Deku taking Shigaraki's, I don't know what they're called, but those black, like... It was something, it's like the anti-version of Deku's Black Whip. Yeah. Is what it's hinted at, because we've seen All for One use it before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the fight with All Might, or yes. with the other heroes. So it's just, you like, oh shit. It's yeah. Like, it's a devastating power. It's not one that's used to protect, it's literally used to strike. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Oh God, it's just like, it's so hard. Yeah. And and it's it's one of those things where like my heart sunk because everybody keeps talking about Bakugo dying. And I'm like, you can't do that. Like, like Horikoshi has literally redefined what it means to be a shonen rival. Yeah. And he's going to kill him. Like, I don't think it's the smartest move. It just, it, it don't make sense. You yeah, don't right kill now, and right now we don't know. And I'm not gonna lie, Friday, my ass is gonna be reading those weekly shonen junk jump leaks that everybody likes to put out because I need to know. But at this point, like Aizawa's lost an A leg. Grand Torino's pretty much dead. Like I Grand feel like there has been other stuff on the table that was high stakes that I think Bakugo is gonna survive as we move into predictions. Right. Miracle lost an arm. Yeah, she oh, pulled her oh, arm off. She made a tourniquet <laughs> out of her hair. That's why she's the baddest bitch. But also, she lost an entire arm. I think she got a fractured leg. I mean, we saw a hero die. We literally saw we one saw turn to dust. Many, many heroes dies. That's right, multiple ones. There's ones that, you know, the panel just goes back to them and they're dust. But there's the one that saved um, Aizawa. And he, and he and lets like, go. I teared up, up in that moment. like. I'm like, fuck, I just want to breathe. 
I just want to breathe again. Can you please stop doing this to us? Yeah. It was so hard, so hard. And like, oh, we didn't even get to talk about what the other babies are doing, but it's because that's a whole nother episode where we could talk about class A in general. But uh, trauma that is I what they leave with. Yeah, but like you said, us be moving to predictions. But no, let's actually let's talk on the cyclical um, yeah. storyteller real quick because I do I think that was beautiful storytelling and if we look back and reread which I might do when I have some free time and just start all over from the beginning for the hell of it it is beautiful storytelling how we're you know they were best friends growing up and like how like there was that power dynamic shift for them when they when they got older but it's like it is truly like knowing that Bakugo has carried that guilt with him and he does and like he acknowledges that he was shitty then is very powerful because I agree. I think it's like one of those things where like a lot of people could have assumed that they just swept it under the rug and they just like made bygones be bygones because they're training together and they're working together. But no, Bakugo, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's ever actually out loud said he's sorry about all of it, but at least knowing that he feels sorry about it, I think it means I, more to me than him saying he's sorry to Deku. Yeah, no, because it's one of those things is where your actions speak louder. Like he can say he's sorry all day, but he's not if he's not actually putting like action behind it, it doesn't matter. But what we see in 284 is him talking with All Might where he's deeply concerned with Deku because Deku trusts him with his life. But Bakugo doesn't feel like he's able to do it. And I pulled up the panel specifically Mm -hmm. where he says, uh, let's see. Uh, I don't want to speculate because uh, I'm worried about him. You are too. Um, it says he just deep down, he doesn't take himself into account. You know, he's always been like that. And now that he can do so much more, something doesn't feel right. It makes yes. me want to keep him at arm's length. Back then I ignored my own weaknesses. So I ended up bullying him and then all might responds, but now you're sincerely helping out with his training that's why that's your way of trying to atone Mm -hmm. like it it is right there like I don't know like how else to put it like literally instead of just saying I'm sorry Bakugo has dedicated his own training his own life to ensuring that the precious cinnamon roll that is Deku is unharmed and that is that is more than anything you can do. Which also acknowledges in a way, I know like they have this rivalry going on and that De- Bakugo has told him, I think in one way, it was Bakugo telling him like, you better learn how to use that quirk soon. And then yeah. that, that was more of him pushing him to like, you, you got to catch up to me. You got to do better because like there's a lot of responsibility on you. But it's also Bakugo protecting Deku in a way is Bakugo acknowledging that Deku is their only hope that Bakugo is the new number one hero or like you know he is he's the only one that can defeat him I don't like using chosen one because like I don't know I feel like that's like yeah. that's something that gets overused in shonen but yeah and like in the other media but I think like it's because it's Bakugo acknowledging that like you're 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 more empowered you're more important like you, I have to protect you at all costs because you're not thinking about yourself because you're right like Deku totally the boy broke two arms to protect somebody 
And then he went off and ran away with his arms dangling to go save other people when he had no use of his arms. So it's like, Bakugo recognizes, oh my God, this is why me and you are friends. Fuck. (laughs) Just call myself out. (laughs) So y'all, when Kate knows I'm burnt out and that I'm doing too much, (laughs) what do you say, Kate? What do I say, Nisha? Take care of yourself. (laughs) Kate is my Bakugo. It's our art. <laughs> but no, I thought I always, I always like. First off, we chose those because like they're our favorites. But also, it's like it makes sense, and I just equated parallels. It, parallels. <laughs> Dang it! Well, I didn't want to make myself cry. <laughs> but no, I think that's what I love about their friendship because that's a very genuine friendship, and that's a very. It's just yeah. like Bakugo acknowledging that like I have to look out for your ass because you're not going to worry about your own freaking well-being you put everyone else above yourself but you are important you have to live so yeah when there's it recognizes not it recognizes not just Deku's power because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of early when 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 they're all at UA and they first start Bakugo acknowledges that power and it's what gets under his skin Mm -hmm. and it's what pushes him to do better but what he recognizes now isn't just that power, I think, and not just that he's the chosen one or that mm-hmm. he's the only one that can fight. It He values his life. Like, he values Deku as a person to the point that he is going to do what he can to take care of him because, like you said, he knows that Deku won't take care of himself. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really important. And, like, I opened up, because I hate, because I like pain, um, I opened up 285 again and the transition, or like as Bakugo is watching this, because this is told from Bakugo's perspective, he's remembering watching All Might in the cla- in the crowd with Deku. He's mm-hmm. remembering the time Deku told him that he's not going to be his punching bag. He's remembering all of these key moments that were moments for Deku kind of rising above things, but also moments where Bakugo was in like a- against him almost. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you see his bullying like the panel there's a panel at the very bottom that showcases different pieces of them one of them is where Bakugo's making fun of him one of them is from when they fight and he has his breakdown and he starts crying another one is after that where they're um they're vacuuming together one of them is when is from the first the first piece where he's captured by the sludge villain and it transitions to him saying that his body moved on his own and it's one of those Mm -hmm. things where like this is it, it's why I think people think he can die because like literally it the next chapter is called Katsuki Bakugo Rising and it's and it is a complete arc like it is a complete growth now to move into predictions I think it is not gonna be death I think it is gonna be something more devastating and I think he is gonna lose his power and like, we got to see a little bit of that with Mirio, but Mirio is still Mirio no matter what. Bakugo's entire self revolves around his power. Yep. So, like, think about the thing that you define yourself as, that you ground yourself to and take that thing away from you. 
like Baku isn't only going to, if that happens, Baku isn't only going to have to recover from his physical wounds. He's going to have to rebuild who he is as a person. And the thing is, Baku is physically strong, but mentally he struggles. He's been struggling with guilt for Deku, for All Might. He's been struggling with issues of handling his weaknesses. And if you pull that rug out from under him, I don't know what's going to happen. And I feel like that's probably where it's going to go because we still have Ari at play. Ari has been practicing. Ari is training. So I feel like they're going to remove his power. But I feel like if he gets it back, he's not going to get it back for like at least a whole nother arc. Like I think we're going to get a, a like a solid arc of no pa- of depowered Bakugo before we get anything else. Yeah. So I'm with you. Don't think he's dead. Not going to lie. It's not like we haven't seen Mangakas kill off people that we love. Looking at you attack on Titan. That's where I learned like no one is safe. I but this is shonen this is like so like i think that there's a difference i feel like those are are high stakes manga to begin with this is still just like ramping up the stakes and also how are you gonna market that shit literally all of your marketing is bakugo and deku like that was gonna be my other thing no one's going to kill off the other literal face of the franchise. This isn't Dragon Ball where you can wish him back to life. If he's dead, he's dead. Dead is dead. dead. Yeah. Dead. dead. No one comes back to life. No one gets brought back. He's dead. Um, unless someone has an all-powerful Deus Machina quirk, which is Airy, but Airy can't bring nobody back from the dead. Mm-mm. So, anyways, don't think he's dead. Cause like even I've looked at I've read it three times now, and I keep looking back at where he got hit in the gut, in the shoulder. And I think it's only two hits in the gut and the shoulder. But so nothing super vital. Well, so it doesn't even look like the gut. It looks like it's like like a lung up now. It could have just passed through. Hoping it's not a spine. But I'm pretty sure like it, it went through. But same thing, Endeavor didn't get hit in any fatal blows either. But while you look that up. Uh, Endeavor is going to die. That is what I'm sure of. Endeavor's going to die by Dobby. If Endeavor's going to die, it's going to be by Dobby's hand. Because that leads to my other prediction. Because that's his baby boy. That's his baby boy who's going to come back and kill him because I believe that the professor took his son's corpse, turned it into Dobby, and that is how we get Dobby. And Dobby doesn't have his memories or he does. So yeah, it, it's the top shoulder and it looks like it may be like the kidney. It's either the side, which means it could have missed everything, or like the mm-hmm. kidney area. But you only need one of those. You only need one of those. He's a kid. He can get a donor. It's fine. And you the know, more, because, the because more startling healing. thing that I think a lot of people missed because they were, which rightfully were very worried about Bakugo, Deku doesn't have an arm. There's yeah, a Deku's solid arm. part of his arm missing. Yeah. Like, y'all, he was using Black Whip as a cast. That is what that child was doing. He's using his legs basically to fight at this point because he can't use his arms. He's like, my arm is completely gone. Because that was my other prediction. I'm like, you know what? Say this arc concludes. I think this arc will not conclude with Shigaraki dying or getting captured. I think Shigaraki will get away. 
I think there will be a lot of devastation. And that fact, I think that will be Bakugo's time. Like we're gonna, like you said, we're gonna have a deep. If we if he loses his quirk, we will have a deep power Bakugo, right? So if he's depowered, that the, the the arc will end with Shigaraki getting away, Bakugo loses his quirk, Deku not having an arm. He has an arm, but his arm is destroyed. So I think he goes back to that super tech engineer girl. She builds him a cyborg arm. You know, his arm is still there. It heals because the doctor said that you got woman's going to be hella busy with like a whole bunch of prosthetics. Oh yeah, she's going to be busy, and <laughs> he needs arm braces. He needs better arm braces. But it's like because he's using ten thousand percent. I don't like or no one million. I don't even know. But he's. I mean, like again, the baby boy don't think about himself. But sir, if you destroy, what are you going to fight with? If you can't, you gonna break, use your neck next because all you got left is a headbutt. I don't know if you could do a head. A t- a the child has smash. used his cheek before, so I don't doubt it. This is true. He has used his cheek before, but I'm just, I, I feel like because we've already been hinted at several times before in the manga that Deku could only put his arms to such limits like two to three more times before he loses any use of his arms. So while Bakugo will be dealing with a lot of, you know, recovery. And like, again, I really hope he don't lose his quirk, but I can totally see him losing his quirk. And then the and next part will focus so on- much more than him dying. It's gonna hurt so much, but It's gonna I think be prolonged then, pain. It will, but I think that will spur Deku on to get his quirk back. And that yeah. will focus on the next arc. And it's gonna be them- you know, they're going to have to take this as a loss. It's not a draw. It's a fucking loss. And yeah. then they got to work towards getting his quirk back. Yeah. And I also just don't know how Hero Society is going to rebuild after this. Mm. Honestly. I, I just, I don't, I don't know. Some people think they'll go underground. I mean, like, I think we've talked in chats with folks and they're just like, do the heroes go underground if Shigaraki gets away and then he like gets full control? Well, at this point, you didn't even talk about this. All for one is basically taking over his body. Also, we should probably wrap up and save this for a recap episode. Because now it's not about Bakugo. It's about everything else. It is about everything else. I'm sorry. (laughs) But no, you're right. You're right. Like, there's so much that can happen. Like, I am regretting getting caught up on this manga because I can't wait week to week. Like, this is pain. This shit don't come out to August 4th. Imagine. This wait, episode October is going to post. Yeah, October 4th. Okay, you said August. Oh, like, I don't, don't care. October, October 4th. This episode of our podcast is going to come out, and we're still not going to know how our how my baby is. We won't. I mean, for our predict- keeping our predictions to just him, I don't think Bakugo got a Bakugo ain't got an easy road ahead of him. Mm. On the upside, no matter what lives, happens, I pray I, I hope he lives. But if he lives and he loses his quirk, whew, and just wait till Kirishima finds out. In that case, a mess. I know the other best boy, my other best boy. I just the oh. poor baby is going to fall apart knowing that he wasn't there to to help his friends again. Again. But at least he was helping other friends. But yes, okay, we're going to have to conclude. We can make My Hero, once this arc, once this hellish arc is over, we can do a, ma- a manga club, book club episode of My Hero Academia. 
But oh. uh, Bakugo, we salute you. You are a great kid. You don't deserve the hate you get. Uh-uh. And Kate will fight all of y'all. I will. I will. Because I'm sorry. If if we are in chapter 288 and you are still bringing up stuff from chapter 25, I do not care. You need to it read. Doesn't, it does not count. I'm just sorry. <laughs> no, it does like, not count. Yeah. Your arguments are mute. Like, you have no argument if you're still calling him a bully. If you have Hirakoshi has addressed all of this at this point. He has showed us that Bakugo carries immense guilt. He has showed us that Bakugo acknowledges why he bullied him. He has shown us that All Might has taken him under his wing as well. I, yeah, no Bakugo slander at all. He's not best boy. He's still pretty mean. But that's fine, because if Michael Jordan taught us anything, that's how you make a champion. <laughs> Listen, now if we want to equate this to the last dream, God, I would love a Somebody, somebody, make memes. Put Bakugo in Deku's faces. Deku, Deku, he's, he's, he's Robin. No. no Who am I just- thinking of? No, we just need Mike. We need we need to put it on that locker room scene where it's Michael Jordan sitting on the table. And he calls that guy a fathead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm just gonna try and do it. I'm gonna find the free time and I'm just gonna put Bakugo. just look up, just pick up all the Michael Jordan memes and put Bakugo's head on it. There you go. Oh, looking at the iPad. Yes, I made it personal. <laughs> oh, Matt, Matt, then Matt will watch the anime because we're pointing <laughs> it to Michael Jordan. But yes, if we've learned anything. For Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, also, I think I figured out the title for this episode. It's "We Do Not Slant in This House." We do not slander Bakugo. I was gonna call it just "We Have to Talk About Bakugo," like our Deku episode. Oh yeah, that's, that's what we did call too. that one. <laughs> but that's good too. You could just put it in parentheses because <laughs> I'm just imagining you in front of the house with a bat. <laughs> we do not slander this baby. Oh, but yeah. Any other flow? I feel like we've said, you've said everything there is to say about your sweet baby boy, Bakugo. My son, my child, someone who has shown immense growth that not many other shonen rivals have shown. It is known. You don't even get. If you can actually, you know what? Name me a, a shonen rival that has the level of depth and isn't like coming back from some atrocious things. And when I say atrocious, again, I'm not talking about a school bully. I'm talking about destroying planets, sacrificing all the people in his company, doing other things like that. Um, Just saying. There's a difference between a rival that is a villain and a rival that is just on the same plane. Closest one I can think of, and he's not even a villain. Um, Dang it, why am I blanking on his name? Killua. But he's yeah. not a villain. He's not a villain. So, but like he came from like doing. He, he he's just not a villain. But he is a shonen rival. But like yeah. if we're gonna put him in, in, in a good way, yeah, yeah. I would. I I and guess what? I love Killua. I don't. I, I don't love all of Hunter X Hunter. But I love it from the Heaven's Arena arc onward. And Killua is my baby. And I have also adopted him. I have many children. They all are mean. That's fine. That is fine. That those are your children. It's fine. And and honestly, all their friends are my godsons. So yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, sorry. Yeah. Y'all answer Kate's question. If you can if you can find someone who is not Griffith, because he don't count, he still hasn't redeemed himself, 
Vegeta or Killua, who has gotten a level level of depth and good writing, which again, I don't think we get that in a lot of shonen. So, yeah, yeah, we're done. I, I think we've done. said all we can. We're, we're done. done here. Where can they find us, Kate? You can find us on Twitter at dyht underscore pod. And if you want to support us and our wonderful podcast network and also listen to us talk about real smutty things all the time, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash but why though, patreon.com slash B-U-T-W-H-Y-T-H-O. And there you will find my Anisha's other podcast, Manga Trash. It's warm in the bin. Come join us. <laughs> Oh, and you can find me on Twitter. I don't have a thread here. Oh, and on Instagram where I'm reviewing Yaoi now. So like, if you want to come see my takes on Yaoi, like go to my Instagram. I'm reviewing like so many titles. I got you. Listen, you have not steered me wrong yet. I've been reading Sign. We can talk about that on Manga Trash. Yeah, we're gonna, because it's trashy. It's so good though. 115 chapters. Big broad man. That's all I gotta say. That's how, my That's how I pick <laughs> Love my it. Uh, And also for me, you guys can find me also on Twitter at and also Instagram. I forgot. I oh my god, it's the first time I have to say it. Right? You rebranded I yourself. I did rebrand myself, guys. I'm doing cosplay. I think last time on our episode, I actually joked about doing cosplay, but now I have a cosplay account on Instagram dedicated to where I put all my anime things in cosplay. But on Twitter, you can now find me at. Nisha Plays. That is N-E-Y-S-H-A Plays. P-L-A-Y-S. I almost spelled that wrong, but you get the point. It's Nisha Plays, all one word, no underscores. You should be able to find me easier now. But same account, new name. But on Instagram, I do cos- more cosplays. And yeah. Also, as I'm as I'm sure you've heard this entire episode with all of our St. Jude stuff. At, I think it's $1,000, me and Nisha will be cosplaying and doing the Chica dance. So donate yeah. at stjude.org slash but why though. And you can help us get to that. And you get to see us in cosplay. I bought a Himika Toga cosplay. And I'm super excited to be my girl Toga. I'm so excited. I still need to decide. I'm kind of tempted to go ahead and buy the Bakugo onesie. But <laughs> it's just because I keep seeing all these things now. And then I saw the Fire Force ones. I'm like... Oh, do Fire Force. Right, and it's orange, and it's a jumpsuit. It's super easy to wear. I can be anybody. Do Literally anybody. Fire Force. I'll do Fire Force. I don't know. We'll see. But anyway. Fire Force. Fire Force. So keep an eye out for more cosplays. And yes, help me and Kate get to the goal of doing the Chica dance. Y'all can find out if we can dance. We don't know yet. Um, And with that, will we get to our next milestone for St. Jude so y'all can see us do the Chica dance? Will y'all still talk shit about Bakugo after this episode? How after many people episode? will catch Kate's hands? <laughs> Find out next time on Did You Have To. Bye. Did You Have To is co-produced by Kate Sanchez and Lanisha Campbell. Our intro is done by Dr. Emery Stephen Daniel. And our outro and intro music is by Benjamin Tissot, a.k.a. Ben Sound. Hey guys, this is Nisha from Did You Have To? And so here's what happened. This October, join But Why Though in support of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. St. Jude is committed to transforming cancer care with the goal of curing at least 60% of children worldwide with six of the most common cancers by 2030. With your support, 
you will help St. Jude stay true to its life-saving mission, finding cures, saving children. Donate to support the treatment of childhood cancer around the world at stjude.org forward slash but why though. Again, that's stjude.org forward slash but why though. Members of our community will also be doing challenges when certain donation amounts are made. For example, by donating $15, you'll be able to make me eat disgusting candy corn. Again, to donate, that's stjude.org forward slash but why though.